0: Hey everybody, welcome to the Future Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Donilon, and I'm here today with a very special guest, a good friend of mine, a great friend of mine, uh, Zian Aladina. How are you, buddy?
1: Doing good, Sean. How are you doing, bud?
0: Yeah, good, good. What's happening? Did you have a nice weekend? Did you enjoy all the, uh, all the beautiful weather we had?
1: Well, we're, uh, we're out in the North Shore for the last couple months, so um, it's nice. There's trails, walking around the neighborhood, stuff like that. We're not uh, in downtown right now um coming back downtown uh end of the month so that'll be a new experience again but um yeah you know it's uh it's weird we've been driving around checking things out seeing what's been going on and uh i mean there's so many people out over the weekend it was great people out enjoying themselves hopefully people were keeping safe
0: yeah it was uh it's hard to keep people inside and separated when when everything is so nice you know totally totally so it's it's uh it's crazy, but at least yeah you got to enjoy yourself and get out and get out a little bit yeah um, uh, did you get out yeah i did i, I uh went down to the beach uh, people were people were keeping their distance that's for sure good good, so good you can't uh you can't expect people to stay inside like like that unless it's a full full lockdown. People won't stay inside unless yeah. it's mandated that they gotta stay inside but yeah. um yeah, I was busy like if you were around, you wouldn't think that anything was, you know, going. just that, you know, people were queuing outside of places to get in or queuing outside of the liquor store or or pubs to get like some pubs are doing, uh, drinks with jars, you know, Mm -hmm. stuff. So yeah, I suppose their businesses and they need to stay open.
1: Yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, there's a lot of things that can be done. I mean, it's a new age. Right. And I think that, you know, BC did a great job at locking down early, yeah. minimizing the exposure, right? So now it's more of, you know, maintaining that level of security for everybody, and you know, seeing how it goes. I, at the end of the day, things can happen because we locked down so quickly. Other parts of the world, I mean, they're, they're like, you know, they're still in lockdown, and they're they're just you know doing what they have to do. But um, we were very fortunate. Everybody played by the rules here pretty much, and uh, it was great. So I think we'll get a jump start on a lot of things. I mean, real estate activity is picking up again. Uh, We're seeing huge traffic online. We're seeing a lot of people coming in for showing, like, requesting showings and stuff like that. Um, My pipeline is jam-packed right now um, for that stuff. And uh, we're just, you know, we're just waiting. I think that's going to happen. We're doing, you know, 38 sales a day last week. We're probably scaling up to probably, I'd say, 40, 41 a day right now. Um, We're listing around probably 10 units a day. So if
0: we're looking at, huh? There's good movement.
1: Yeah, there's good movement. And it's it's, it's one of these things of where, sorry, uh, listing 30 units a day. Um, We're looking at a fairly balanced market in this little short period of COVID right? Where prices haven't really been affected. Yeah, there's been some deals out there. Um, but there's been deals out there for two and a half years, right? So while you watch it, it's, it's not really hurting us here. I think also because we haven't had the effects other places have had. Um, I can, you know, pretty much, you know, talking to people around the world, China, Hong Kong, uh, Shanghai, Beijing, all these places that, that could have had hotspots or didn't. And the ones that didn't have hotspots, they're the ones whose pricing has stayed fairly stable. Now we're talking residential, not commercial, right? But when you come to other places, New York is probably gonna get hammered, unfortunately. London is gonna get hammered, um, you know, price wise. And it's going to be one of these times where I think people are gonna be looking for safe havens like Canada to come back to to A, live, B, raise their families, and C, to invest. I think it's gonna be a very, um, the whole world shifted, you know, in, in, in 12 weeks, the whole world shifted.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Right. And we look outside right now. Look, I'm looking outside. I can see all of downtown, the ocean, the mountains and stuff. And (laughs) I'm looking out there and I'm going, yeah, I mean. Last
0: again, sorry. Yeah,
1: no worries. So seeing that, uh, you know, Vancouver is one of the best places in the world to live in, if not the best. And that's it. Right. Like that's hands down. It's it's it is the one of the greatest places on Earth now
0: yeah definitely well no major outbreak here like I said when you're out on the street you don't really notice that, that there is a global pandemic so it's obviously people are wearing face masks and people are keeping distance but like I said in some other cities the hospitals are full and you're not allowed on the street you know yeah And so it looks like we are going to get back to business here a little bit quicker than a lot of other places so that's fantastic
1: Yeah, that's great news. It's great news. I think our, I think our government did a great job. I don't always agree. I never agree with the NDP, Um, but I do agree with them. You know, what they've done is they've done a great job. Um, Again, I think Canada as a whole should have shut down sooner. I think that there was, you know, there's, these things are fluid and there's moments in action, the moments of inaction that, you know, kind of translate to the business world as well. You can't turn around the clock. So you can't turn back the clock. On making a strategic move. So if you sit and ponder something for too long, just like in business, you miss your execution point. And there were countries around the world that did that. They were pondering, um, you know, cutting their losses or doing this or doing that. I mean, when you look at the, the total values in Canada, at least for change in GDP and all that, yeah, it's going to suck. It's seven or eight percent decrease in GDP estimated for this shutdown period. That's not twenty percent. It's not thirty percent. It's not the end of the world right? We can come back from it. We can bounce back a year from now, two years from now. Hopefully, all of these things will have changed. And also, if there is a second wave, the government understand how to operate now. We as the citizens understand what we need to do to be safe and to protect others in our communities. And that's what's going to be the most important part. I think as Canadians, we'll probably, um, you know, my guess <laughs> is that we'll, we'll weather the second wave, if there is one, much better than other places other countries because we got through it this way and none of us want to see our neighbor or our neighbor's neighbor get ill right
0: yeah yeah exactly um so just to give people like a a background for the podcast what the podcast is we get people out who are professionals they tell us a little bit about themselves and a little bit what about a little bit about what they do their background and how they got to where they are so if you wouldn't mind telling people a little bit about uh, a little bit about yourself and your professional history
1: for sure, for sure. So um, I'm in real estate. I do real estate development investment. I'm also a real estate agent. Um, you know, our development portfolio is a family shop. We just do some small things here and there. Uh, we're definitely not huge, but it's something we've been doing for about I've been doing for about 17 years. Um, my parents were doing uh, real estate investment since they were in their late teens, early 20s. All you know, based in East Africa. Uh, we've you know gone through every type of recession, every type of slowdown. Now a pandemic um we've seen it all uh, and yeah it, it hits it hits i mean you can't be protected every time right this time around we've been very lucky um the last uh real estate adjustment here in vancouver very lucky um but the time before that 2009 10 was a bad year that was uh that was a bad run for sure um yeah so uh
0: how does that compare to this was that different to this oh yeah
1: oh yeah because you didn't know where the bottom was right yeah. Uh, here, we know where the bottom was for real estate anyways, and that was the summer of 2018-19 kind of thing. There were deals in, 19, in 18, you could 19, and deals in 19, you the can... Same time, it was like different parts of it just getting very fluid. Um, so we know where the bottom was because everybody came out of the woodwork and the market last year was just coming up back again, right? Um, the pandemic slowed that down. But it also showed the longevity of our market and the tenacity of it, and the fact that people don't have to sell here in Vancouver, unlike other markets. And our government, CMHC insured mortgages, um, the way that the banks did the deferral program—I mean, it's phenomenal. Like the deferral program is giving an idea, uh, just for anybody listening that may not know about it. The deferral, generally for most of the banks and credit unions, it actually goes to the end of your mortgage. They add it to your mortgage balance. It's not like it's due and payable in six months. It's due and payable at the end of your mortgage. So they amortize it, that deferral, for the rest of the balance of your mortgage. And then when you renew again, they just add it on if you want. Or you can pay it off. So it's not like we're going to end up with a whole bunch of people who now have to pay that, that six months of deferral payment. That is not the case. So that coupled with CMHC insured mortgages, the fact that our government you know, underwrites a lot of our mortgages um, with CMHC insured. and There's a bunch of different stuff there, of course. There's a whole different world of things. But a lot of the way that the Canadian real estate industry was created and, and stays alive in that way is we have a lot of government support in certain ways that we don't go in a mass bankruptcy like the US in 2008 2009 um, you know good story for you there uh, I know I'm getting off track but <laughs> the gentleman from the guy from the big short right he was a guy who made a killing in 2008 9 in the US with his with his crew of guys they came up here four years ago and maybe five uh, did their whole thing, toured Vancouver, toured Calgary, toured Toronto, I believe. Um, they came and shorted the, US, the Canadian banks. The biggest thing they didn't realize, I had a hedge fund buddy who, who was uh, you know from California who knew what they were doing and intimately knew what they did in 08, 09. Nobody from the states understood that we have CMHC so that our high-risk mortgages, which are you know, non-conventional, 25% or less down payment or 20%, something like that, um, you know, 5% down, 10% down. Those mortgages are CMHC insured. They are underwritten by our government. So they don't go bankrupt. So when the with somebody goes into bankruptcy they can't pay their mortgage, the bank gets paid out by the government. That person still gets, you know, they have their issues. But the bank is saved, um, you know, some interest, some penalties are lost, but they still get their money back.
0: Prevents a collapse.
1: Exactly. And that's the beauty of it. And that's what a lot of people didn't realize when they were shorting Canadian banks or Canadian real estate, Warren Buffett understood that. That's why he bought home trust, right? Um, that was a great acquisition from his side. Uh, whatever reason, the, the big short guys, sorry, other people were shorting home trust when Buffett bought it again, not understanding what happened. And that pushed home trust pricing downwards where it should be a much stronger company than it is today. That being said. Um, we know there's an end of the pandemic. We know that we can work through the pandemic. We know the demand is there and we know demand is coming. So when you look at things like that, I think that our market is much better than it was. We've got a kind of forced break. I stopped working altogether, um, for about four and a half weeks, not altogether, you know, doing my stuff with my clients, whatever, but none of my clients needed to sell. None of them needed to buy. And my response to them was, let's sit back and wait. Yeah. right. So it's, it's interesting. So for me, um, getting back to the, the, the question at hand, um, first business, I was 16 years old, car detail shop. My dad threw it in my hands. Here you go. Uh, run a business six months later, it was gone. (laughs) I was 16. Um, learned some great lessons from that. Um, been doing real estate since I was 21. Um, in sense of investing and doing that type of stuff, uh, own my first building at 26. I've owned buildings in the downtown East side. I've owned everything from parking spots to, uh, buildings, to condos, houses, land assemblies, bare land, um, SRO hotel style in the downtown East side and elsewhere. Um, I've owned pretty much everything. I think the only thing I haven't owned has been, uh, ALR land. I've been involved in a couple of deals with ALR land, but I haven't quite been on ownership on that. Um, and, uh, yeah. I mean, that's pretty much it. It's, it's, I mean, we've done everything pretty much in, in the realm of real estate. So, um, Oh, and industrial, I've never owned industrial. So, okay. yeah. So that's me in a nutshell. I love cars. That's how we met. Um, you know, uh, I am a gearhead, uh, to the, ex- not to the extreme. I'm a gearhead with, with patience and persistence. I'd like to not get divorced. <laughs> so I don't buy a car every time I want. Otherwise my wife would murder me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> For this. So uh, just back to kind of what you had mentioned about the overall, um, the overall market and yeah. COVID and how, how that's changing things. What changes have you seen in your day-to-day business structure? Like I've seen a lot of your um, Instagram content and stuff where, you know, you're, you're in the gear and obviously you're trying to make your clients feel comfortable. Can you give me an insight to that? Yeah, for sure. I mean, what's happened
1: now is more, I was doing digital marketing, everything from day one. Now, what it is is getting the people on the other side to actually understand that, um, and understand that the video tours are there. I've got, you know, I do these three D Matter, three D Matterport tours for all my listings. They're like seven hundred bucks a listing. People used to be like, "Oh my goodness, that's insane." Well, no, but I've been doing it since day one, so people all over could go every corner of the house. Right now, it's about talking to my clients and saying, "Look, we're not going to get the opportunity to walk through every single open house anymore because there's no open houses." Now we got to be a little bit more fine tuned, a little bit more focused. And again, we're at that point where demand prior to COVID was getting, pre-COVID was quite high. We were in multiple offers all the way from January to like probably early March. Like it was crazy. Um, I did a bunch of deals from January 1st onwards. Uh, Every single one of them, except for one, was in multiple offers. Um, So now is a time where there's deals to be had. There's ways to be, you know, a little bit more aggressive, cleaner offers, is that the other try to get the property for good value, but nobody's fire sailing unless they need to. Um, nobody's accepting something that they don't want. And I think, again, that just speaks to the market. Right. So the adjustment's been been interesting. I'm going on tour again, you know, wearing gloves, wearing masks. Um, I'm on tour again uh, a couple times this week with clients. It's, you know, they're taking their own car. I'm taking my car, we're, we're there. Yesterday I was with a client, walked through their house with their contractors, sold them a house um, in uh, February or March. And we walked through the contractors. Well, there's 12 people there. So we're going in six by six. We got booties on, we got gloves on, we got masks on. You know, it's nobody's shaking hands, obviously. Um, we're all keeping space. It was interesting, um, but it shows business can be done.
0: Yeah, definitely more. Um, you're somebody that has their finger on the pulse, especially in um, real estate, but also in the rental side. Mm-hmm. You kind of know what's going on there. You see a lot of things. Um, what's happening there? I see a lot of, a lot of uh, units available now. It seems like a lot of people have either, if they live in the interior, they've gotten out of the city. If they live in another country, they've, you know, they've left Canada to go to that other country. And um, What do you think will happen with the rental market? Will we see more vacancies?
1: Well, I think we will for a bit. And part of the problem, not problem, part of the situation will be is that at a certain point, construction's been slowed down. A lot of projects were pulled the last year and a half, two years. Um, A lot of rental projects weren't getting approved. So supply-wise, I think that we're going to end up back to equilibrium again, where we were. You know, equilibrium kind of settled down. We're looking at two grand, uh, a one bed that's, you know, I think still fairly realistic in some parts of Vancouver, some parts it's not. Um, What we're seeing out there, and I've seen with a lot of our tenants, all of our tenants have paid, commercial and residential tenants. So we've been very, very fortunate. Mm -hmm. Um, We've now, I think, as of Thursday, every single one of our residential tenants applied for the potential of a max $500 from the provincial government. We've been starting to get those deposits in last week and this week, um, commercial tenants, they've been paying, it's been good. Uh, but again, I think we're going to see one of the biggest segments in the market. Where we're going to see a pro uh, a decrease in activity will be commercial office and commercial retail. Um, those are going to be markets that are going to get absolutely hammered by all of this. Um, we have a lot of office buildings coming up in Vancouver. I talked to a few guys in, in office leasing. They have literally just said, I'm going, to not work for the next four to six months. Um, and these are big, big players. Um, and they are just saying there's no demand right now for that. Uh, it may come back. It may not. I don't think it will, to be honest. I think there's gonna be a lot of repurposing for that type of product. And I also think areas like Robson street, um, too many shops will not, will not open again. And that's where the city of Vancouver needs to come in and say, okay, we're going to redevelop Robson street. We're going to take away the silly restrictions we had, which were just silly, uh, and let people build um because you're going to have to get rid of these one-story uh, and two-story retail spaces and create housing
0: yeah you, you're totally right and you see a lot of these places are boarded up and yeah it's funny they put nice art over it to make it look like it's a little bit more friendly but and um, a lot of those places are just not going to open again we think that you know on the 19th or whatever the date is that people are going back to work but these places are just going to open but yeah. you know some of these places are just closed and if you've ever run a business, you'll know that you can't just switch the lights off for, you know, two, two, three months and then just go back to business again. Like You've got staff stocking, new procedure, you know, people afraid to come to your business or whatever it is. Yep. You're, going see, you're going to see a lot of that. I think you're going to see places that just, they don't open again. Those boards just stay up for a while. So I think you're, you're spot on when it comes to uh, commercial. I, I drove out to... Um, south uh, surrey there recently last mm-hmm. week last friday the amount of you know for lease uh, signs that i saw for office buildings was incredible yeah, every- everywhere you know you just saw every you know development or every li- little area where there was uh, you know office blocks or a little industrial corner or a little commercial corner every single one for lease so yeah. that's going to be that's going to be interesting because those those businesses don't have the cash flow coming in um so it's hard to know what's a what's gonna be a what's gonna be a safe bet. Yeah, yeah, it's
1: it's gonna be it's gonna be a really it's gonna be a new economy. I mean, I've been watching some of the stuff that's been going on and what's been able to stay, call it pandemic proof. Um it's it's interesting. It's interesting. I
0: think proof in your mind. Uh, well, uh,
1: tech if you're in if you're in tech as a uh, as a software developer, you're in app development, you're in interface development. That type of stuff, you are just crushing it. Amazon's still hiring high level uh, management, logistics people. As long as they have an engineering background or, or understanding um, their programming or whatever else is there, I think things like Amazon, which we're having a huge building being put up here in Vancouver, um, are going to be strong in Amazon-related stuff. You've got industries such as um, uh, textile. You know that's a huge thing. People that were able to make that shift from just making clothes to making masks. I mean, this is not going to go away anytime soon, unfortunately. So cloth masks, real masks, stuff like that. Uh, PPE stuff, um, sanitizer. I mean, that's an industry now that is going to be massive. I think some of these beer producers are actually going to probably stay in, sanitize, in sanitizer in the sanitizer world, sorry, because they'll be able to pump out way more sanitizer than they were beer. Mm-hmm. Um, right. So stuff like that. Online shops. I mean, if you have an online presence, you're probably doing Okay um real estate seems to be fairly pandemic proof in the residential side uh we're talking vancouver we're talking canada around the world yeah tech for sure but what else is anything else really no everything's gone hit really badly right everything's gonna hit and you look at the stock market it's acting it's it was acting um very unorthodoxly based upon revenues dropping hugely costs dropping and then getting these big bailouts in the u.s but I mean, that can only go on for so long and whether they reopen for economy and start to stabilize.
0: Tourism is on its knees. Tourism is on its knees, you know?
1: Yeah, big time. And that's, and that's bad because I mean, BC is tourism-based. But we'll, 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 one of the things I think will happen here is that we'll have a lot of in, inside BC tourism starting again, right? People going to Kelowna, people going to Whistler, like from home, from here. And saying, you know what, I'm going to go vacation at home, which is the, the province, and, and get out and about. I think uh, it'll be a good thing for the province to see that, right? Um, you know, other things are interesting, insurance world has been very good. Because here in BC, um, ICBCs not have their centers open. So people actually have to go get a whole bunch of stuff done at the insurance office. Um, you've got finance world that is still doing quite good, mortgages, banking. You know, those people aren't getting laid off at all. Um, some of the mortgage brokers out there are actually doing more business than they were before, just because people, people have got the time to get (laughs) things organized. Uh, they're also realizing that it's a good time to get into a new property. Sorry. Um, refinance, get more money out. Um, because you never know when you want that money for a rainy day and, and things like that that happen right now, the banks are still lending. The rules have changed a little bit for depending on the bank, but they're still lending money and that's massive.
0: Yeah. So, yeah you know what and it's like the old saying goes uh, tough times don't last tough people do yeah uh, before we go we're nearly out of time here I just want to ask you a question that I uh, ask most of the guests that come on and when you got sidetracked I knew we would and we would just be shooting the breeze. Um, yep. if you you have any you know 21 22 year old guys listening to this or, or you know or whatever or, yep. or 41 you know we don't care and you want to give them a little bit of advice about how to get through this or how to improve their productivity their business anything. What advice would you give them? Three things. Keep your costs
1: down, especially if you're young, no need to be flashy. Instagram doesn't last forever. Two, you've got buy property. One thing that we've seen through all of these ups and downs is property always holds its value, especially in Canada. Calgary excluded, unfortunately, uh, Alberta excluded, unfortunately. But if you're able to buy, buy and hold for a term. Three, set your goals and focus. There's been times where I wasn't focused. Two years went by. Three years went by. And I looked back and I went, wow, I wasn't focused. I was too busy partying or hanging out, doing stuff, right? Traveling. Um, I've lived on other parts of the world a bunch of times. And when you come back to it and you realize, oh my God, I spent 24 months of my time not doing anything. And now I've missed the opportunity. Again, you can't turn back the clock going right back to the beginning of the interview. You can't turn back the clock, right? So you got to do it now and, and stay focused. If you don't stay focused, you're not going to win.
0: So one, keep your costs down. Two, get into real estate. Three yeah. Focus. 100%. Hey, man. Thanks uh, so much for coming on. If people want to find you online, where can they go?
1: Uh, sells YVR on Instagram and Facebook. So Z-I-A-N-Sells-Y-V-R. Uh, on Instagram and Facebook, and my website.com as well.
0: Cool. And if uh, people want to see your automotive,
1: show. <laughs> you want to see me on Instagram on my on my car stuff. It's Alec Choi, A-L-E-C. Dot C-H-O-Y. And uh, yeah, just a character name keeps me covert on uh, on that side of the world. But come check <laughs> out. Uh... <laughs> come Thanks
0: check out some of my rods. Thank you, it-
1: John.
0: Look forward to seeing you face-to-face soon and maybe get you uh, an in-person, an in-person podcast
1: online. For sure, buddy. would love it. Good to see you again. Thanks, buddy. Talk soon.
0: Thanks, everybody, for listening. That's the end of our episode. Tune in again next week for another future podcast.